Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. Hola, soy Steve Bremner. Soy hospedor de Fire on Your Head. Y usted está escuchando Engaging Missions Show con Brian Ensminger. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show with Brian Ensminger. We are bringing missions home. Each week, we hear from missionaries, ministry leaders, disciple makers, and church planters as they share about God's work in their lives and ministries. Like us, they are ordinary people who serve an extraordinary God. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Brian Ensminger. In this week's episode of the Engaging Missions show, we're going to talk with Ida Hernandez about what it's like to grow up as part of a missionary family, about dealing with change, about how God moved Ida through multiple ministries in her life, and also some of the challenges that she faces in terms of ministering to young leaders. If this is your first time here, I want to just say welcome. Thanks for being here. It means a lot to know that you're here. If you've been back for a couple of weeks and you're still listening in your web browser, I would like to suggest that you maybe take a second to pause your player and to click that subscribe button right below the player so that you can make sure that this is delivered to your iPhone, your iPad, your Android device, your computer, whatever it is that you use to listen to podcasts. That way you won't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. I think we've got some great stuff planned for you. Before we get into the interview, I did want to mention also, I've got a little bit of news. Uh, um, as many of you know, I've been working with Scott McClelland. He's been providing the leadership moment for several months now, and I'm working with him now. We're going to go ahead and launch that as a separate podcast. We're going to rebrand it, if you will, and it's going to be the Foundational Ministries Leadership Moment podcast. So keep your eyes open. In a few weeks, we'll have some more information about how you can connect with that. It, it'll still be a part of the show. We're still going to include that in the show, but it will also be its own podcast so that people who are interested in leadership and missions can connect directly with Scott. I think this is a really cool thing. I'm really excited about that. I have some other news that you might be interested in. Last week, I mentioned that uh, Tony Hedrick, who is a previous guest of the show, is leading a mission trip to Italy. He's calling this almost like an adventure vacation, but it's a vacation with purpose. Its purpose is to connect with missionaries, to connect with the global mission of God, and specifically focusing on Italy. A uh, portion of the cost for this trip will go to continue to fund some of the ministry that they have going on in, in Europe. 
Europe. So I think that's a really cool thing. And this might be something that's good for you. If you're interested in that, make sure you stop by the show notes page, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Ida Hernandez. And there you'll find a download that has a little bit more information about this. Tony, I think, is a great guy. I think you'll really enjoy this if, if this is a direction that God's leading you. And if it's not, but you know somebody who might be interested in that, make sure you let them know about this so that they don't miss out on the opportunity in case they didn't hear about it. Also, last week's guest, who was Chuck Huckabee, provided some information, uh, some more information about people, uh, for people who might be interested in learning about ministering online. So if you're interested in that, again, stop by the show notes page. There will be a link there so that you can visit that resource. If it's interesting, uh, sign up, try it out, and, uh, and, and see how God moves in your life. With that, we're going to go ahead and get right into this week's episode. All right. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show. I'm your host, Brian Ensminger. If this is your first time with us here, I am so thankful that you're here. I'm just excited for what you're going to hear. If you're back, if you've been here before, not only am I thankful that you're here, but you already know that God has got something amazing for you. And I, our guest today is Ida Hernandez. And before we start talking about Ida, I just want to mention, you know, sometimes we think that God sends missionaries, and that's true. But you know, God sends missionaries from all other nations of the world. God is raising up people to proclaim His Word wherever they are, and Ida is no exception. She's from a missionary family. Right now, she's living in Mexico. She's connected to Scott McClelland, who does the Engaging Missions Leadership Missions um, leadership moment, excuse me, with FX Missions. But she is perfectly willing to go wherever God leads her. She wants to fulfill his plan in her life, and she wants to encourage others to step into the full potential that God has given them. So, Ida, it is an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you very much for inviting me. So, I mentioned in the introduction that you came from a missionary family. Can you share a little bit about what it's like to be part of a missionary family? Wow, <laughs> good question. <laughs> well, um, well, for me, this has been the normal life I have grown up, but because I cannot compare it to normal life, like comparing to the rest of the people. But um, since my parents got married, they were sent out as missionaries. So I have three other siblings, and the four of us, we, we were born in different cities. So um, being a, a mi- growing in a missionary family, for me, is a privilege, number one, and because I feel so honored to, to serve God. And so I've been involved in this environment my whole life. And so that has caused in my life to, to be willing to serve God for the rest of my life. That's what I, it means for me. And it seems like, you know, growing up in a missionary family, you're probably relatively familiar with change that you've, you know, you mentioned your siblings are from different towns. How, how have you learned how to deal with the changes that come through your life? Oh, well, yeah, life is always challenging and uh, it always changes. And probably you, you embrace that as part of your life. And sometimes with uh, changes are not happening. That is not normal. Something, something is not going good. So I, I always look to, um, to have a change every time, and and that is awesome because um, I don't really, um, I'm not used to have a routine for 
don't like routines very much, but my life has been a routine. So I, I always look to do something different every time. And yeah, changes are always challenging. And in every season um, of those changes, God always has shown me something very important in my life, something very uh, amazing that really stretches me out to 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 reach more from God. Would you mind sharing with us a story of one of those changes or challenges from your life? And go ahead and tell us the story. Tell us what, what happened and what was going on, and also then share with us what God did in that time, if that's okay. Yeah, well, I can think of a, a lot of um, stories on that, <laughs> but uh, one that comes to my mind is that when I graduated from uh, high school, you know, this is a season when you have to to decide the next step in your life, and it's very important that. So I, I was by that time I was about 17 years old, and I was praying and asking God what what was the next step for my life. And I, you know, at that age, you want to do anything. You want to go out and conquer the world. <laughs> and um, I also wanted to, to do that. But uh, by that time, we were, well, we have been serving the Lord for my whole life. So um, <laughs> so I still wanted to be involved in ministry and that stuff. But um, I was asking God, and, and that also, at the same time, my, my dad got to talk to me. And he said, you know what? You know, you're my daughter. I will love you forever. But now you have come to the point when you have to start uh, experiencing God by your own. You have to continue growing and depending on God by your own decision. So <laughs> that really hit me. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, like I never realized that, that because this is how I lived. So I living by faith was like the daily life to leave. And so by now I, I was realizing that it was going to depend on me. Like it was going to depend on my personal relationship with God. So that was a, a big step to take. That was a huge ch- challenge in front of me. And I just kept praying and, and asking God for his direction. And he showed me. And that was awesome because this is something that I have experienced in God since then. When when I need to to know God's direction, when I need to take steps, I can run to God, and and I I know for sure where God is guiding me to do. What would you share with somebody if they were talking to you and they mentioned that they were going through a similar kind of experience in their lives? Well. I would recommend you to not to get in panic <laughs> and to run to Jesus. Um, he will. He's always um, there waiting for you to to have a real encounter with Him. He He always He always wants to speak to us, and He always wants to re, be revealed to us. So you only have to run to him. And always I can think of a dream I have almost by the same time that I had this experience with my dad. And I have this dream that was so real that I woke up and and, and trying to understand what happened in my dream. And and it was that uh, everything around around me was dark. 
and but then i saw a light so bright by the end and then i was coming closer to that light and then i saw jesus with his arms wide open waiting for me and that was so that really causing me a a very big impact in me so i woke up and that felt so real that I had a real encounter with Jesus. And so that really helped me to know and to understand for the future that anytime, anytime that I could, I will need answers, directions, or comfort, I can go directly to Jesus. And he's very faithful and he will always show his, his mercy and his love for you. Do you have maybe a, a meaningful scripture or, yeah, a, a scripture that's been kind of foundational in your life? Um, there's an inscription in Acts 4, and it, this is Peter and John, and John that they, they were saying that uh, they cannot speak. I'm, I'm going to read it. It is yeah. Acts 4.20. They are saying, for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And they were fierce witnesses of God's power. So they were Jesus' disciples, and they were being, uh, now they were spreading Jesus' work, and, and they cannot be, they couldn't be quiet. And they, they felt this fire in their heart about um, sharing who Jesus is. And so that, that kind of also burns in my heart that you cannot be quiet. You cannot be quiet of what God has done in your life because he has done amazing things in your life. Whatever your life looks like, he has been there from the beginning look in your life. So you cannot be quiet. You cannot stay there and keep in all this that Jesus has been doing in your life. So you have, he has empowered you to go and and share that. How have you applied that to your life? Well, good question. (laughs) Um, A good saying that I have is that um, if you are close to Jesus, then Jesus will be shining through your life. So if you go somewhere or if you work at the place where you work or you go to another city or whatever, if you are uh, living close to God, Jesus will be start growing inside of you and you're going to be a light to others. So it is so awesome that so many times you don't have to preach using this word preach to others because it's so awesome that people can come close to you and 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 then they can ask you hey what's different about you i can see something different about you and what is it and then you have your opportunity to share about jesus but it's so awesome that your life is a living light of the power of jesus Wow, that, that is really great. With that, Ida, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to shift our focus a little bit more towards your ministry. Okay. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Engaging Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hi, it's Scott McClelland. Thanks for joining us. Go into all the nations. You might recognize this from the New Testament as the Great Commission. A few of the Gospels uh, show different emphases on this commission, 
some for discipleship and some for preaching. But one of the things that both of these Gospels that emphasize this in their final chapter have in common is the going part. One old missionary and a person who's done maybe as much as any person alive in missions characterized it like this. Go suggests a change of location. Ha, ha, ha. Seems simple, doesn't it? Let's think about it like this. If I asked you to go to the store and get me some junior mints, would you sit there and think about it, thinking that someone else might do it if you waited long enough? Sadly, I think this is sometimes the way we approach the Great Commission. We hear a lot in our times, in what seems to be a growing number of circles, that the Lord will raise up the apostolic ministry again as this age is coming to completion. And it seems like many agree with this, and and uh, it also seems to be taking uh, with so many people nowadays to take this title or moniker. If this is true, then God will be restoring one of the principal ministries of servant leadership, who Paul said should demonstrate Christ-like humility and character, as well as many other evidences of such a calling. Apostle actually means sent one. Uh, this biblically was uh, demonstrated in that they were sent to different cultures or different people groups, the apostles of the scripture, and early church history teaches us that. Seems like today a lot of these people who are taking the title of apostle can do so from the comfort of their own culture. In Revelation, Jesus said one of the churches, he said to one of the churches, rather, that uh, they examined those who called themselves apostles and found them to be false, and this, he said, as a compliment to their character. Now, faith without action, what is it? It's not faith. Hearing only doesn't make us doers, but it does put us at an incredible risk of self-deception. Do we take responsibility? Do you take responsibility for the Great Commission personally? Now, in my opinion, there won't be many true apostles as compared to the number of believers in our times. But we can all be obedient to the sending that the Lord gave in the Great Commission, but not without the going. Scott McClelland here with your Leadership Moment. Thanks again for joining us. Contact us at FX Missions. Have a good one. This has been the Engaging Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. If you have a leadership question, please send it to feedback at engagingmissions.com and visit fxmissions.com to connect with Scott and discover how you could be involved in short-term missions. All right, we are back with Ida Hernandez and... If you missed the first part of the show, you need to go back and re-listen to it because she shared some amazing stuff about how God's moved in her life. But now we're shifting our focus more toward the ministry. And as we were talking during the break, Ida mentioned that you know she's God has moved her through several ministries. So when we talk about her ministry today, we're really going to be talking about how God uses her through a variety of different ways. So Ida, why don't you share with us a little bit about what you're doing right now and what's going on, and then we'll shift and talk a little bit more about how God has moved through through your life. Okay. Um, well, I had the opportunity to to work in different environments that God has led me, and so 
by going through all that uh, seasons in my life, I have found my personal calling. So that is awesome because every time I I have felt like uh, it has been a, always a spot where I can feel. So that is awesome because God has created us with different talents, different callings, and that finding that place in the body of Christ designed just for you. And when you fit in that, that is awesome. So so what is your personal calling? Well, I feel like, well, I have a heart for missions. Uh-huh. So I have known this for since I was a little girl. And every time I have the opportunity to go on a mission stream, trip, I just, do it. I just step step out in faith and make it happen. And so I really love to to encourage others to to um to find their potential in God, to find their gifts in God, and to use that to bless others. And I I have a burden to to rise the next the next generation of leaders and I have a burden for the young people who who has who hasn't uh found their potential yet in God. So I try to connect with them and to encourage them to to find their potential in ministry. So I, I, my mind is going several different directions right now. As I think about what you were sharing, you know, there are probably a lot of people who think that their calling is to raise up leaders. How did God confirm that in your life? Well, in lately I've been working with um, youth here in Mexico, and they they have come from different backgrounds. And one of our goals for them is that they can find they can have a real encounter with Jesus. And whatever decision they take for the future, we want to make sure that Jesus is the number one in their lives. And so we we teach them that they can be sent as out as missionaries. They can uh, be professionals in, in, in works, different works. But the main thing that they have to know and their purpose in life has to be to to show Jesus to others. And when they found their identity in Jesus, being an influence to others will be their main focus. They will come out from them in in a natural way. So if they have their basis on Jesus, Jesus will be shown through their lives. As as I'm thinking about the... The ministry that you have right now and how you're working with youth. At, at least my experience with youth has been that they occasionally have their own minds and that they have some of their own ideas. And ministering to youth can come with some serious challenges. What are some of the challenges you face in raising up a generation of leaders? Well, a, a challenge right now is that, well, every generation is different. So, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> I feel I feel young, but definitely the new generation they have a different uh, expectations of life. So you have to allow them to be themselves, themselves, and to follow what their heart feels to to follow. But you have to. I think one of my my responsibilities with them is to direct them in the right path, but now not uh, putting them in a box. 
you can give them the basis, but then they still can grow being themselves. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. It's incredibly hard to do as well. Have you found any keys of how you can do that? Well, every every person is different. Oh, yeah. So you have to you have to discover them. You got to know them. So you you will find different tools to help every different person. So relationship is a a main. Uh, I I could say it is the main thing that you can connect with the people. You have to grow the relationship with others. As you think about the ministry that you've had over the years, is there an overarching thing that really fuels the passion you have for what you do? Yeah, I feel really passionate to um, to help others to reach their potential in God. And with some stories that I can think also when some youth have feel that they have failed or so sometimes they they go away from God, and but then they recognize that in their lives, and then being able to help them to come back to their calling that is awesome to to help them to to do that. And uh, yeah, also I have known a, a different a lot of different people, and it, it is awesome to to feel to to be part of their i'm stuck here in the word sorry but what i'm trying to say is that when you allow god to to be part an important part of others life that you can ministry others and together with that person, you you reach God visions for your life. That is awesome because that doesn't compare to anything. And I really love to to help others to to reach their potential in God and to to help to pray for others to um, yeah, to, to to have a real encounter with God. And because when you have an encounter with God, everything is going to change in your life. And that really fills you with power and to, with more energy to, to do whatever you are supposed to, to do. If you could do, and do it all over again, is there anything that you would change? Um, I would I will like to... To avoid those hard lessons, <laughs> <laughs> but avoiding that, for sure, I wouldn't be the same person. So I wouldn't change anything, and I'm really happy uh, with what with what God has called me to do. That's great. That's a really great insight for you to share with us as well. With that, we are going to go ahead and take one more quick break. And when we come back, we're going to shift our focus one last time more toward the listeners. Here's a taste of what's coming up on the Engaging Missions show. I booked leave. I said to my wife, I said, something is stirring deeply in me. I don't know what's happening. Um, I'm confused. On, on the one hand, I deeply dislike what I'm doing. On the other hand... God is calling us into something, and I have to figure this out. So I took leave the next day, and we traveled down to an area not far from here, about eight hours' drive. We stopped the car, and I said to my wife, please unpack the bags and take the children, and I'm going, and I 
I literally stopped the car. I turned around, I walked into the street, and I started walking. And I started speaking to God. And I said, God, I'm not even going to bed tonight until you speak clearly to me. Um, I was in that much distress at the, by that time. And I hadn't walked very far. And I, I felt the Lord clearly saying to me some very simple words. He said, you're not doing what I told you to do. And at that point in time, I realized that um, I was called to start a movement. I didn't know what it meant. I had no idea, I had no frame of reference for it whatsoever. But instead, I'd, I'd basically done what everyone else around me had done. I'd started a church that looked like every other church. And although there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, in fact, it's, it's fantastic that we've got you know, so many churches and people doing what they do. <clears throat> God's call on my life was different. And I had that fear, and, and the fear of what people think, the fear of uh, the consequences, the, the fear of financial security, um, all kinds of things cloud my obedience to what God called me to do. And so it wasn't so much about church or not church. It was about what God had called me to do. So we went back home again, and we made a radical shift in our life, and we started to pursue disciple-making movements. At that stage, we didn't have language for it. Um, I, I was just blindly pursuing what I felt was the call of God on our lives. And we took a blind step of faith into, into nothing at that stage and uh, began to pursue what we're in, currently involved in today. If you enjoyed that, you won't want to miss a single episode of The Engaging Mission Show. Subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to have it delivered automatically. Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That's engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. All right, we're back with Ida Hernandez. And at least for me, this has been a great conversation. She has shared some wonderful things that really encouraged me. Now we're shifting our focus toward you as the listener. And this is where we get to learn on the learn from the years of experience that Ida has and some of the resources that she has. Ida I know that a lot of the people who listen to this show are called into the marketplace, and, and, and some of them are probably starting to wonder if what they do really matters in the kingdom. What would you share with somebody who's in that situation? Uh, I could say that um, whatever you do, even it looks very small or it can look uh, very big, it matters in kingdom of God because you never know when that's something that could look could look very small, the effect that can cause in someone. So don't feel that you're not doing anything, and because when you love Jesus, when you have a real uh, relationship with God, you are a burning light. So make sure to spread out that light and make sure your testimony is a proof of a living God. And that will make a difference that will that will cause others to to come close to you and to be to be they, they, will, that will that will cause others to want be too close to you. That's great. You'd mentioned that you've been doing a lot of work with raising up young leaders. Have you found any valuable resources that have been really helpful to you as you've been doing this? Um, recently, I read a book. It's not really on leadership stuff, but okay. this 
this book is called you and me forever probably a lot of you have heard about this and it was funny because i know this this book is focused on marriage (laughs) and i'm single (laughs) but i was uh i felt like i really wanted to read this book but um i was just keeping some chapters (laughs) but uh but i what i loved about this book is that every every chapter really uh, makes you to to look inside of your heart and to see how close you are between God. And so mainly the book is about Jesus and you. So that this book encouraged me to to be in my life just Jesus and me forever. And it talks about eternity. So whatever you do on earth will leave a mark for the eternity. No, that's great. And for those of you who are listening, we will make sure that we have all of the resources and everything that we've talked about today linked up in the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Ida Hernandez. Now, Ida, we're actually just about done. I'm wondering, do you have maybe one last piece of advice or guidance you'd like to give us in a way people can connect with you? Oh, yeah. I, I would like to to encourage everyone to, to connect with people. We are living in a word that you want everything to happen really fast. You want your food to be ready in five minutes and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I really uh, love to to spend time with people and I encourage you to do the same. Uh, connect with people and share your heart with, with others. And for sure, you always will have something to give to others. So if you want to be, build a relationship in Mexico, come on. I will be waiting for you. <laughs> But also you can email me to ita.hdez at gmail.com. Okay. And again, we'll make sure that all of that's linked up in the show notes. Ida, thank you so much for being here. This has been a true pleasure. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Mission Show. You can find more great content like this, along with show notes, by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes. Audio editing was provided by Jeff Butterworth of Sound Paradigm Studio. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.